0: Hello everyone and welcome to Minecast, a podcast by Minecraft and only Minecraft. So today we're going to be covering snapshots 21W8AMB, um, how to build a TNT cannon, or multiple ways to do it actually, and a news article uh, that says 10 tips for safely building in survival mode. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So what is new in Snapshot 21W-8A and B? So here we go. In this Snapshot, our new beloved stone type has suffered a grim fate, uh, I didn't cover the 21W-7A, they added Grimstone in that, uh, update, and it, and it replaces all stone that's below Y level zero. Anyway, um, and now it has been renamed Deep Slate, so rest of the piece it's a Grimstone? Um, iron so fixed bugs in 21W8B. There's two different snapshots, just so you know. Iron ore doesn't generate. Hopefully the iron ore in deep slate is generated, so I'm glad they fixed that. Redstone ore generates with a flat distribution below y equals 12. Changes in 21W8A tweaked cave sizes further. Canyon and cave carvers now apply below y equals zero. Cracks cannot be carved into the ground. Grimstone has been changed to deep slate. Well, Mr. Grimstone. Added deep slate ores. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. The distribution of ores has been further tweaked. I don't even know how. Andesite no longer generates under y equals zero. Tough now sometimes generates under y equals zero. A tough layer of amethyst geodes has been replaced now with a new type of stone called smooth basalts to basalt is now obtained by smelting basalt. Another round of tweaking has been done too, done to the new textures of ores of blackstone, emerald and lapis lazuli ore textures have had some touch-ups. Mine shafts now once again generate in the open air and caves. Particles now appear in this, around spore blossoms. Slime blocks and honey blocks have been moved to the redstone tab of the creative inventory. So yeah, quite a, quite a bit of changes. So looking at the picture here, on the left is old textures, on the right is new textures. Looks like copper has a bit more green in it. Uh, iron has been changed to like this slashed motion. Uh, gold looks kind of like stars almost. Redstone has been just kind of give more like a 3D look. So Deep Slate. Drimstone is now called Deep Slate. Deep Slate has a new top texture, and a new block called Cobbled Deep Slate drops from Deep Slate. The cobbled variant is the same, but with a top texture, and is used to craft all deep slate variants instead. Deep slate now has a unique set of sounds, very crunchy indeed. Deep slate ores added the deep slate versions of iron, gold, lapis, redstone, and diamond ores that generate whenever those ores replace deep slate twice. As tough to mine as normal ores, and uh, copper, coal, and emerald do not generate below y equals zero, so uh, there's no need for that. And then there's uh the thing for ore distribution so height is gonna be for emeralds let's just say it's gonna be at we'll call that 60 and goes all the way up to the height limit then width so it kind of decreases the more you go down okay so that kind of makes sense so uh fixed bugs rooted dirt footsteps are considerably quieter than normal dirt footstep grounds geos can generate floating in caves old cave styles don't generate y equals zero and that's it that is 21w8 a and b um just pretty minor snapshot just added the grimstone and all the ores changed a lot of textures and the way things work and with that let's move on to the uh tnt cannons we'll we get to, uh we get to know how things blow up, so that's fun. Alright, so next we have TNT cannons. A TNT cannon is a mechanism that uses TNT, or minecarts with TNT, to launch prime TNT or other entities. And they have a link to a YouTube video, and Note, these as a whole article talk mostly about the classical TNT cannons that work by shooting TNT by using other TNT blocks as charge. As of 1.8, it is also possible to build a TNT cannon that works with pistons and slime blocks. Main components, body or housing, wiring, uh, explosives, explosion, housing, and mounting block. Basic Concepts. TNT cannons operate on the principle that when TNT explodes in water, it will not destroy blocks, but will still launch entities, including TNT that is already ignited, which is usually done with redstone. And then there's a lot of technical stuff. Um, We're going to skip all the technical stuff and get into building. Survival Mode. As discussed in these basic concepts, there are many parts of a TNT cannon. Body. Considering using a common material, such as cobblestone. In multiplayer, when firing against another cannon, try to use materials with a higher blast resistance. More in TNT cannon defenses look below. Another factor is visibility, which is one commonly overlooked. When Making a cannon out of obsidian, it is hard to see redstone, and that can lead to fatal errors. On the other end, when setting up an ambush in the jungle, it's best not to make your cannon out of orange wool or lapis. There are two main sets of wiring in a cannon the charge wiring, which activates the charge, and the shot wiring that activates the shot. Without repeaters, which can be hard to get, a cannon is design- designated as manual, with two redstone source power blocks, such as buttons. Well, even this is all technical for me. For a manual cannon, the materials are simple just a redstone wire that connects the charge to a redstone emitting item, and a wire that connects the shot to a redstone power source. However, this requires skill, so not to misfire, you must know when to activate each button. A mounting block. Mounting blocks, described below, are only certain special blocks. Explosion housing. Unless it's a dry cannon, this, there must, must be water lava, in the latter case only source blocks. The liquid prevents the cannon and any other surrounding blocks from being destroyed. In creative mode, there's no reason to build a TNT cannon for warfare, but it can be optimal for testing and developing cannons. Factions. and factions, raiding with TNT is the most common way of getting into a base. There are two main methods. The first, on servers where enabled, is to airbus. This only works with obsidian with water outside. The cannon must have a delay so the explosion reaches the obsidian, but the primed TNT must not be in the water. These cannons will not work on other walls. The other method is with hybrid cannons, which are explained below. Basic hybrid is the most commonly used raiding cannons. Limitations and how to get around them. The five big main limits to TNT, Cannon, Engineering are that no matter what you do, a TNT will explode approximately 4 to 8 seconds after being primed. The side step to this is to make TNT fly faster, but that leads us to limit number two. Minecraft can only take so much, and entities flying at escape velocity around your Minecraft world will cause it to crash. Another thing that causes cra- that causes crashes of your Minecraft is large amounts of impulse charges detonating in unison. With the allocated 1.5GB of RAM, the max TNT is about 500. The way to possibly sidestep is to increase RAM allowed for Minecraft, though that is not recommended for lower end computers like mine. TNT has a 7 block detonation radius, so just making a large cannon is a waste of time. Beyond 9 charges, the TNT is wasted. Uh, However, this can be sidestepped by either adding more vertical rows of charge to your cannon, adding a charge condensing system to your cannon or a combination of them both. TNT flows with the water while in it. This can be good or bad depending on the situation. The way to sidestep this is to water source blocks and don't place any TNT inside it. If you make a vertical cannon too powerful, it will fly up too fast and high meaning it will crash your game. This can be sidestep by decreasing the power of said cannon making it semi-vertical. Then you can go up and sideways. And then there's just like different kinds of cannons. Uh, oh, and then here are the actual designs. No mounting block, highest velocity, simple, scalable. Poor range. The cons are poor range and smaller cannons, downward trajectory, line of sight only. Notes: When no mounting block is used, the shot is launched from the same level as the TNT. It will fire out completely horizontal or zero degrees. Gravity will quickly pull the shot to the ground, giving a very flat downwards trajectory. With small TNT charges, the range can be extremely limited. To increase the range, ever larger charges are needed or the cannon must be built higher above the ground. A larger charge means a higher velocity to the shot, pushing it further away before it drops to the ground. Players have been known to use up to 70 TNT charges and beyond, but economically, a cannon with a mounting block will take much more TNT and longer to load for a certain range. A single block, as a mount, I think. Higher firing angle can lob shots. Low cons are low velocity, reduced power, and poor range for smaller cannons, and won't go as far. A single full-size block, such as cobblestone or obsidian, is placed under the shot. It has the effect of elevating the shot above the water trough, so the blast force from the charge is applied not just forward but upwards. Uh, however, part of the blast force is absorbed by the solid mounting block, so the cannon will suffer similar problems of needing large charge sizes. Better alternative is used to is to use a single mounting block is using a lighter instead. Another block they suggest is using a slab, has a smooth trajectory, not too high, not too low, average velocity, and more efficient for small and medium cannons. The cons are, it's slightly reduced power, uh, not best for either straight or lap shots, and there's a few range limits. A slab is a compromise between a single block and no mounting, and generally more efficient than either and it has an angle of fire to roughly 30 degrees when the tnt shot is placed over a half block it will hang over as if for a full-sized block once the tnt has been primed it will fall down and sit to the true height of the slab the firing angle produced by a half block is a good for extending the range of a cannon and hitting elevated targets but is too low for effective lobbing over high walls and obstacles and then you and then there's a lot more designs, and uh, rarely, rarely used mounting blocks, there's a flower pot, it, meaning it can blob shots. Uh, there's a fuse range limit, extensive and cannot na- aim at lower targets. A bed, is good shooting, really fast, and medium high angle. And it's very expensive and you need a lot of r- really big cannon. The, this is good for attacking bigger castles, but also has a big range, one of the best mounting blocks stairs high fire angle volcano is low velocity inverted stairs are useless mounting a shot in one is a very high chance of blowing up your cannon and the nearby landscape and there's dispenser based cannons i think we all know these you just put redstone repeaters on one side and redstone over the dispensers you press it press a button dispenses tnt then it'll launch and it and then there's a very good tutorial too they make a frame out of bedrock put in water uh, then they line up the redstone and then they have this like whole big thing of TNT and then and then they line up some more redstone and yeah this and then there's a this is a long long article so we don't have uh, all the time in the world but I can go over specialized cannons such as a launcher cannon Launcher pads. A launch pad is similar to a TNT and but instead of launching horizontally, it launches either vertically, straight up, or at an angle, depending on the design. There are many ways to create them, but some methods are more efficient than others. For instance, a simple design would be the cross pattern, as shown below. And this is what it'll look like from above. To load it, place TNT on the flowing water blocks. Above, the design can be easily expanded and improved, but is one of the easiest designs to build. Another simple design, yet much more powerful, is here and then there's a youtube video um another powerful design using dispensers to place tnts built is the following they just bada bang bada boom just line up sort about redstone and some hoppers as well and then there's tnt catapults uh they're very cheap to build um these can only be be built in 1.8 and up they're decently long range and fire in an arc they use much less tnt than other cannons of their skill they can be fired extremely rapidly it can be hard to obtain the resources, the, obtain the pistons and slime blocks needed, the catapult has a fixed target and a limited range. And there is some trivia too, Let, we'll go over the trivia and then we'll move on to the news article. The TNT cannon firing is the most random event in Minecraft because thousands of different sample points are taken to determine dozens or even hundreds of different vectors are which are then added together to form the base of the trajectory of a shot. However, it is possible make like some cannons, especially vertical motors, 99% accurate. If you're lacing you know above and have operator privileges or single-player cheats, you can just use commands or command blocks instead. The command slash /summon might TNT yada yada will fling a lit TNT eastward, starting from just above your head. TNT cannons tend to fire further when facing east or south. And with that, that finishes up this very long article on TNT cannons. Obviously, I did not go over everything since we wouldn't have time. Uh, And yeah, with that, we will move on to our news article. All right, so today's news article is 10 tips for safely building in survival mode. Minecraft is having yet another resurgence, which isn't surprising considering the game continues to set video game sales records to this day. Though creative mode exists, many builders like the idea of crafting worlds in an active world that's working against them. It's important to know how to avoid enemies and destructions, and destruction. If building structures and designing a world inside of a world is of utmost importance. Number 10. Watch your back. This may sound like an obvious tip, but it's surprising how many Minecraft players are out, oblivious to their surroundings. The biggest issue with standing between those players and living a safe existence in a blocky world is playing and sound. The game does a great job of providing sound clues for all of the enemies and knowing half the battle. It's nothing worse than working with rare materials and a building project only for a creeper to come out of nowhere and explode half the structure. Use block height to your advantage. A thing I think often forget is that most enemies in Minecraft can't ascend a two block difference in terms of terrain. This means that if players are on a well-lit hill and the edges are two blocks high, they'll have no trouble avoiding enemies that spawn in the darkness dark wilds and forests. Some players prefer building moats or one block wide bottomless pits, but having a raised edge to a building area allows players to easily expand if they want or need to do it in specific directions without worrying about it. Pace yourself. A trend that happens too far, far too often in Minecraft is when builders commit to giant building projects and quickly become overwhelmed as the project grows a whole. This is why it's best to start small and pace out building projects and ideas accordingly. Larger projects should be tackled in segments, or only fo- only focus on when there's plenty of building help at the player's side. Games are meant to be fun, and although fun can add building things in Minecraft, the act of building things should not get in the way of enjoying the game. Find and explore new materials. Minecraft is again. That's ma- maintenance massive popular maintained, not maintenance. What is wrong with me? Massive popularity for. Years and every 12 months seems to bring in a whole new audience of gamers. Players will often leave Minecraft, only to come back to a month or years later after the game has seen numerous updates. It's important not to understand that the game adds new materials and objects, and these things can be useful. Not only can use newer blocks be added to design choices when building, but certain new objects can help craft items and add decorative layers to the interiors. Have building days and gathering days. As much as every... As people may love some things, it's always important to practice moderation. Everyone is familiar with either their friends or themselves experienced a burnout with a hobby or interest simply due to getting over the topic and committed to an extreme level. Minecraft builders, to avoid this, the best thing to do is to have gathering days and building days. Doing this will help players avoid burnout and create fatigue while at the same time making sure that supplies are replenished and stress is reduced all around. Don't be afraid to experiment. The creative mode in Minecraft is a stress-free place for builders and crafters to experiment and try out new ideas. This sense of freedom goes away in survival mode as the cleanup for mistakes is a lot more time-intensive. In turn, this makes buildings end up coming across a lot of safer as the desire to experiment fades in the favor of efficiency. The, player, the best way for players to experiment and test builds and survival is to simply do it at a smaller, much more manageable scale and simply ex- extrapolate to determine if could work on a larger scale. Understand the environment. Minecraft as a game, Minecraft as a game is home to ten different biomes to present each of their challenges. This is also important from a geographical perspective, as a glance around what a player decides to build could spark new ideas and lead towards future projects that weren't even in the initial plans. Players don't need to be explorers to simply understand that the environment around them. Plan ahead. Building and creating survival mode is a bit more tedious when mistakes are made that it can cause quite a headache. The best thing for players to do is to, for them to plan ahead. Lay out how certain buildings, areas, or structures will line up and blend into one another is important. The idea of spending 10 minutes or planning does to avoid hours of mistakes removal later is worth every time. Planning doesn't require spreadsheets and outlines. And although this hub is simply about being thoughtful in regards how, when, where, and why things are being built. Build the basics first. The thrill of being a builder in survival mode is that players are working against the world to craft something to their mind's eye. Between enemies that attack the player and creepers blowing up builds, there's a built-in level of risk. This means players should focus on building the basic structures such as home storage and enchantment room before they focus on the bigger projects. Making these early game investments will pay off on the other end and will allow players to future self to focus more on the on building. One of the smartest advantages pa- players can give themselves is the gift of light. Enemies can't spawn in areas where the light hits a certain threshold, meaning if the areas are around where players want to build to are well lit and they'll avoid running into enemy spawns at all. They might like garish and ugly at first, but it's a successful building situation, aesthetics must be traded in for safety at the beginning. As the journey goes on, builders can learn clever building tricks that better disguise lighting. And those are building safety tips. And that also brings us to the end of today's episode. So we learned about 21W8A and B, TNT cannons, and 10 tips for safely building in survival mode. This was a big episode to do. So, uh... So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh it was a fun episode and I will see you next time.